Hey, Kath. Hi, Don. table again i love that we have another guest which is a real surprise to you it was a great surprise surprise to him it's a surprise surprise i'm gonna give you a little background (laughs) a little background okay so i'm 50 we all know this i talk about it ad nauseum yes okay so let's go back 31 years 31 years 31 years 31 years 31 i'm dancing in the alternative club And with my, your little sister, with probably my little <laughs> sister who's used my passport uh, to get in, even though I handed the person my driver's license. And then right behind me, Kathy had my passport. <laughs> they never knew. And, and then, we look like twins. So right. it's like, yeah. And then um, uh, we're dancing and an acquaintance, basically a friend of a friend said, I heard that you're looking for a roommate. And she's like, my boyfriend is coming over from Ireland. My mother won't let us sleep in the same bed. So for the summer. What the hell's wrong with her? For the summer, (laughs) we need to find a place to crash. I didn't really know her that well. And I was like, okay, sure. And between the like three jobs and school and this and that, it was so like, okay, here's a key whatever it's worse than tinder right now it's like like the 80s tinder it was like Like here's the key and then i'm getting ready for work one day and up the stairs bound these uh two brothers who look like they walked right out of an 80s video with their new wave haircuts adorable like one's uh-huh. blonde yeah Say one's blonde one's dark <laughs> with their very heavy irish accents and i'm like hello <laughs> like i kind of forgot sherry was working and um I, I didn't have to go to work for a little while and in walks johnny cullen and i had no idea that that casual hello was going to be a lifetime of friendship and we have been friends tight since then that is and that he he and his wife sherry have been in and out of our lives yeah we can go long spans without seeing or talking or hanging out but when we get back together it's like in the, it's like that off. first day yeah. and my favorite moment so we went out sh- grocery shopping and his brother was fascinated that you could buy a coconut so he bought a coconut he didn't know what bologna was and i was like it's like flat hot dogs like the things that were in the grocery bag was hilarious that day but yeah so we had a wonderful summer together when we were i just want to say i'm 15 right now (laughs) i will always be 15 like whenever you guys get together i just like the age just kind of, I don't know. I just shrink. You just kind of go back. I do. I go and back. Mm-hmm. Johnny's so great. Dad fell in love with you, but dad grew up in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. We're pretty much, unless you were Italian, everybody had a fucking problem. Oh, yeah. So he hated the fucking Irish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hated the Irish. <clears throat> but he loved you. Well, and he always would Johnny. say, I hate the Irish. And I'm like, Dad, every Irish person you've ever met, you love. <laughs> He's like, that's different. And he likes corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> <he makes> anyway. He's <laughs> so funny. So the reason why Johnny's at the table with us is I because. I don't even know why. I know. I don't, you don't know, know why. why. 
Here's why, Kathy. Oh, it's a Ready? big surprise. It's a big surprise. Okay. Over the summer, yeah. last summer, yeah. we talked about what we were going to challenge each other right. about. Right. And I was going to write more. And you were going to go on more adventures. Right. I was going to get out of the house. Right. I was going to have a baby. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> Sophie's going to have a baby. And that was an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and our cluster of listeners in Cincinnati, Ohio, reached out to Kathy and yep. said... Well, you should come out because there's a really big, like, psychic like fair, con, like, like a psychic con. It's like a con. Yeah. It's like a con. Just chuck a con. I was just going to say chuck a con. It's nice. <laughs> a big chuck a con. So. Psychic con. Kathy, the time. So at the time, Kathy said, oh, that sounds really great. But guess what? The time is nigh. And. And so I was a little nervous. So I, you're nervous. nervous. I was a little nervous because. There's a couple reasons why I'm nervous. One is I don't like doing this. You know, okay. I don't I, I went but I I'm I'm excited because I'm going to see Nancy and I love Nancy and on our biggest um, listeners uh, is out there and so we're going to hang out with them. Uh, so I'm excited to see the people, but it's like getting from point A to point B and uh, the anticipation of traveling by myself and flat tires and um things like that anxiety uh, just anxiety that yeah. comes along and even though like i'm not i wouldn't say that i'm like street stupid you know i'm not i'm not street stupid um no wait i am street smart <laughs> <laughs> i said that wrong i'm street smart i do have common sense so i i do have that to rely on but it's just like i just don't have like all the experience i've ever had was under like a duress like i don't know it was like it Anytime I've had to travel, it was like an emergency. Like I had to do it. Because I took you to Las Vegas. Okay. That's Did I have to fly by myself? No. no. Oh, Did I, can I by hold, yourself. Can I hold your hand to cross the street? Yes. I still hold her hand. So I so by myself, the only time I've had to really travel by myself was under like, you know, stressful situations or situations I didn't want to do. So this year I was like, you know what? I think that it's time for me to go and enjoy traveling go do it get go and do it so i went and i saw joy's premiere yeah uh, to the city which was a which big deal for kathy was huge nyc nyc that's an hour and a half away first of all right. it's new york city i could get lost <laughs> somebody could have stole me it could have been terrible it's a big it's a big city <laughs> thank you thank you giant see somebody could steal me and i don't want that happening because you know we look at this you, you can steal this so I was like, okay, somebody's going to steal me and I just can't get lost. I, f- I kind of have that going on. So I worked through that anxiety. I had actually had an anxiety attack on the train and my friend met me there. So we were able to work through it at the time. So it was great. And then I ended up being fine. I got the train by myself. I was like, oh, I would do it again. I would do it again. And that's a success. Okay. That's a success. So now going to this, now I'm going to be traveling a couple states away and Donna's not coming. I was like, but I don't want to not go because my sister can't go or Henry can't go or Sophie, you know, like I should go. So anyway, I am decided that I'm going to adventure out. I'm going to go put my big girl pants on and I'm going to do it. And I just bought a thermos. I got stuff. I'm ready <laughs> to do it. I got a thermos. I'm ready to go. It's brilliant. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> And I <laughs> <laughs> what else do I need? Johnny, what else do I need? I don't think I need much. I've got, you know, I bought a, a brand new car. I got a nice, you know, roadster and I'm going to take it out and I'm going to enjoy it. And it's a convertible. So I'm going to. 
put the top down if it's not 50 degrees or whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take it by the balls. I like that. Yeah. Johnny's the kind of traveler. Like he is an adventurer. You've been, you got, you got, you got balls. You always, you always did. Not compared to Philip. Not compared to your brother. No, no. But no. I, I am a, I am a traveler. Yes, you you're are always <laughs> everywhere. Like you're always going places. That's true. Um, but I the distinction I make is that like I'm a I always say that where the rule of law is well established, then I'm comfortable traveling. Uh, As opposed yeah. to Philip, if there's a jungle, if there's a low grade insurgency going on, <laughs> he's he's comfortable. I can totally oh, no. see that. Yes, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, in thinking about traveling, I n- I've never told the story you did about, I, I've mentioned it, but wow. I've, I've never talked about it at length, which is, you know, when people say, do you have any regrets or like, it's, it's one of my most shameful moments and you and you and Cherry were there. We all felt the same way and you and I have talked about it at length that, and it was life changing for me. And it was, um, I, I've never, I didn't feel right telling the story by myself because I feel like you could flush it out even better. And it was, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about too, right? I, the, l- I'll back up a little yeah. bit. And I was kind of thinking about this when you reached out to me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that I've got fairly large gaps <laughs> in my <laughs> recollection yeah. of, of that trip. And I was struggling to think, well, why would that be? Because hmm. we were like, I think I was 19, maybe 20. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, well, I, I figured yeah. we worked through it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that whole month, there are huge gaps. I know that we spent days in Cork, and I have so little memory of that, mostly because of alcohol. Yeah. And... Um, Going back to my dream where we were yeah. going to name this Donna's an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I had a dream. <laughs> Donna's not an alcoholic. She's not an alcoholic. I'm just kidding. But it was in my but, dream. But um, it was a, certainly a fun time. So I was 20 years old. You and Sherry had um, returned to Ireland for you to finish university. Right. And you were in Dublin. And it was, the year was 19... 89 or 90. It was 89. 89. I was in ninth grade when you went. Yeah. Because she left. And I yeah. remember when she leaves. And I Because re- she's yeah. not holding my hand across the street. Issues. <laughs> and I remember I was waiting tables. I was waiting tables. And the owner of the restaurant, I was like, so I'm going to go to Ireland for a month. He's like, you mean you're asking me permission? And I remember even at that young age, like, why am I going to ask you if I can have this adventure? Like, right. fire me. And I was like, are you saying I won't have a job when I return? And he said, maybe not. And I was like, okay, I'll just deal with that. And of course I had a job. Who can work work at Record World? Yeah, who cares? (laughs) Right, you go to Record World. That's something I tell people. Like, um, uh, Sophie had an issue. I can't remember what job it was. But, you know, when an opportunity comes up, and if you think about that, like, why are you going to let, because it doesn't, it's not convenient for them. Right. And if you think about, the impact that that adventure would have on your life, then quit that job and move on. Right. 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 So I, uh, my parents were nice enough to pay my rent that month. Mm -hmm. And they said, they'll pay my rent. And I think I had a car payment or something and they paid that for me. Otherwise that was nice. nice. Otherwise I, you know, 
I don't know, I probably arrived with $40 or whatever, but we made it work. And you guys had this cute little flat we in did, Dublin. Yeah. It was super cute. And Sherry, poor Sherry worked like a dog. She was waiting tables at two she different places. She still does. Still she does. still so does. Hard her work. Yeah. I love her. She's so a hard worker. Worker. She's a worker yeah. bee, yeah. And so that left Johnny, who was blowing off schoolwork because <laughs> you were at a point where you had to write your thesis or something so it wasn't yeah. like you were going to classes no and i didn't need much encouragement <laughs> it, it was, was <laughs> it was bad we were really bad oh great you're here <laughs> i know <laughs> every night it was like let's try this place let's and the very first night we go down to um we go down to dublin square and there was somebody from my col Duchess Community College was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> unfair. I'm away. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm away. I want to be away. Um, and I did my homework. You made me read that book, Trinity. Yeah. Right? Wasn't that? Yeah, it was Le book? Leon Uris. Yes. Yeah. I did my homework. I read all about it. I was ready. Now, let's set the scene. The scene is it's a very different Ireland than it is now. Right, yeah. At that time, there was very heavy um, fighting. Mm -hmm. It was a lot poorer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, the difference between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland was vast. Um, wow, Nico's coughing. Hold on. You all right. right anyway, so going. Tell, me about, tell me about Ireland in 1989. So 1989 was before what they refer to as the Celtic Tiger, when the economy oh. exploded and all of a sudden Irish people were you know, fabulously wealthy. Unfortunately, it didn't coincide <laughs> with while I was there, but we had um, like maybe 20% unemployment as a national average. So you had certain spots, you know, 40, 50, 60% unemployment. Um, I remember applying for a job at 7-Eleven and getting turned down because there was a candidate who already had their bachelor's degree. Uh, I was still at working 7 -Eleven. at 7-Eleven. So I got a job across the street mm -hmm. at the no-name uh, little right. corner shop. and But I was making maybe $4 an hour, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the equivalent. So it was really tough. Um, and then when you think about Northern Ireland, and, and in, in preparation for today, I was kind of looking back at some of the um, timelines. And Northern Ireland had, you know, the, the conflict had been going on for like you know, 25 years at the uh -huh. time, since the 60s. Um, it was low grade, but lots of car bombs, uh, sectarian killings. You know, a Catholic would kill a Protestant. Protestant paramilitaries would break into a Catholic pub and you know spray the room with machine gun fire. Oh so there were every day there were people getting killed. Now it wasn't like you know hundreds of people at a time, but you know every day there was something. And when you look back, 1988, what had happened was you had uh, Gibraltar, where three I IRA people were executed by the SAS, which right. was the British um, Special Services. And again, you know, the, the British were the government at the time in Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, it was extrajudicial extra murder. So the bodies of the three were brought back to Northern Ireland and they were being interred at Milltown Cemetery, which is off the Falls Road. And uh, a, a, a Protestant paramilitary attacked the mourners 
oh with my grenades God. and terrible. handguns. And so I think six or seven people were killed that day, but the, the, the mourners chased him unarmed as he's shooting at them and throwing hand grenades, and three of the pursuers were killed. Uh-huh. So they eventually caught him and were beating him, and then the uh, Royal Ulster Constabulary somehow showed up uh-huh. and rescued him and took him away. Um, so then a couple of days after this, there's funerals for some of the people killed in Milltown Cemetery, and a British Army patrol inadvertently turned down the wrong street, so the crowd attacked the car, dragged them oh from the car, God. beat them, and they were found That's shot later. And this was all captured on live TV, both incidents. And so this was 1988. Um, There was just massive unrest and, and, you know, people were outraged. Um, You know, people marched on the British embassy in Dublin. So I was like a a young man at the time and it was, it it felt like it was, you know, a million miles away. Right, right, right. right. So we lived with it down south in the Republic um, we would see, you know, armed escorts for all the bank pickups. You know, yeah. the, the Brinks yeah. cars here pick up the money. Yeah. In Ireland, you would have an armored, you know, money car with squadrons of soldiers in front and behind it. They'd pull up in a little village. They'd fan out in the streets, heavily armed, faces blacked, because the IRA was robbing banks in the south to fund the war in the north. Wow. Um, so we saw that, and you just, you know, that was commonplace. You didn't think anything of it. And again, you'd often have shootouts in small right. Irish villages uh, between soldiers and IRA. You had the occasional uh, Protestant uh, terrorist group would set off bombs in Dublin. So it was just like that. That was the backdrop. You know, when I was at college at the time, I had met, you know, Sherry. Mm-hmm. So my focus was elsewhere. Right. <laughs> I think that's the point. Like, yeah. we were, we had... We were having a great time. Yeah. And, you know, it's like that ever it's it's like that now. There's school shootings. There's all kinds of Yeah, trauma. it's kind of when you were talking, it's I was like affiliating. It's like it feels so far. I'm sorry, Donna. It yeah. just felt so far away. Like we watch it on TV, but yet yeah. it's so right. close. That's anytime, anywhere. Right. And yeah. how do you cope with that? So is right. that why you came to America? No, because no. the, the, the Republic, the South was generally completely fine. Now there was okay. no work. It was you know, very <laughs> yeah. difficult economically. Yeah. And like my father, as like many fathers, worked abroad. Like he okay. worked in Africa for years. He was in construction. Oh, really? So he built pipelines for Gaddafi. Yeah. And he, he would work in England. And he was you know, just all over the place trying to find work, as were most of the local men who were in construction. So it was just, it was like it was tough economically, but it was a, it was a great and we had right. you know n- n- completely normal lives which i think you know when we when we were kind of hanging out in dublin it seemed like oh that's yeah <laughs> yeah because you know? we were i was interested in seeing different parts of ireland right. i was really immersed in the culture i was lucky enough that i always say if you can travel try to you know don't st- you know don't stay in the tourist places you right. know like right, try right. to try to really feel the culture locally etc and i had that privilege with johnny and his family and so as the month went on and sherry also wanted adventure and we wanted adventure Mm -hmm. like dumbass kids and before i left mom said to me 
don't go to North. Promise me you won't go to Northern Ireland. I promise. I promise. Like it seemed like such right. a far away idea. Yeah. Well, no, right. I, I promised, Mom. I I just want to hang out with Johnny and Sherry in Dublin. Mm-hmm. But as the time went on, and and there were, you know, uh, it, it, we just wanted to see. We hear it's beautiful up there. Right. Okay. Right. So we like dumbasses, you know. We just like pack a bag, and we'll find a B and B when we get there. I think Sherry did some recon. I'm sure. I, I don't know but if I, there was any I recon feel like, at all. I feel like we just took a bus and yeah. had some snacks and and landed in Belfast, which P.S. is beautiful. Right. But immediately, as soon as we arrived, there are tanks. Right. There's. Um, you know, soldiers with guns. They're checking our papers. We are, I am arrogant and think, um, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm an American. Here's my papers. I, I There was very little regard for what we were stepping into. Right. It was about everybody else mm-hmm. and yeah. not us. And we stayed, we found a and b It was lovely. The people were lovely. Yeah. Um... And then they asked us for our passports. They held our passports. Mm-hmm. And then the the guy who was running the B&B was like, you're Catholic to Johnny's. Like, I need your passport. And then the owner of the B&B was like, you do know you could just be held for that reason alone. And at the time he told me, I don't know if it was true, that there was an anti-terrorist law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was passed, yeah. which meant that they can just detain you two weeks or longer without speaking to you, without giving you reason. It's crazy. Just because. Yeah. And Johnny had two strikes against him. He was from the South, a student, and he was Catholic. Mm-hmm. And fit Three. the demographic and for you fit a the lot demographic. of the fighters. Right. Like late teens, early 20s. Oh, yeah. Right. And the act was called the Prevention uh, against terrorism act. Yes, and they could hold you without charge for thirty days. Right. Wow. Right. And typically, That's crazy. with no access to a lawyer, um, you know, the old writ of habeas corpus, none of that applied. Right. And typically, if if you were grabbed up, there was just so many stories of young Irish guys who would be beaten. Yeah. And, you Starved. Know, all kinds of sensory deprivation or whatever, and they'd confess to you know whatever. all kinds of stuff. Whatever. Yeah. And so that was the first, like, oh, hmm, maybe mom was right. But here we are. We actually, we went to see a great production of Little Shop of Horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all this is gone. The shopping on. was amazing. The American dollar went really far. Um, I, we felt really safe. We made friends. It wasn't like, oh, fuck, where are we? It wasn't like that at no. all. So because of that, and people were really interested in who we were and where, what are our experiences. There were plenty of drinks being bought at the local pubs. There was, it wasn't an adversarial atmosphere at all. So um, feeling ourselves, uh, we were like, somebody said, you know, if you're here, you should really see there, are, there were, I don't know if they still are, amazing political murals. Um, yeah, like five story, yeah. five three to five stories high, for both sides, the IRA and the yeah UDF, right? Isn't that 
Well, there's all kinds yeah, of all paramilitary kinds. Yeah. groups on either side, but mm. it was Catholic and Protestant. Basically Catholic and Protestant. So just be sure if whatever they told us, whatever neighborhood you want to go into, just make sure that you get the right cab. And they were marked. So you get in a Catholic cab if you want to go to the Catholic neighborhood. You get in a Protestant cab if you want to go in a Protestant neighborhood. Oh, my God. So we uh, decide we're going on a photographic tour, and we wanted to go to the cemetery where Johnny had just talked about mm -hmm. what had happened in 1988. Right. So I can't remember which it was Protestant or Catholic, but we got into the appropriate cab at the time. And the guy that drove us was so interesting right. he was so animated i sat in the front with him asked questions he asked que you know there was a lot of give and take he was a completely at home told us the story of his family told us the story da da we should see this he took us here he took us there and um still feeling like observers right. and still feeling above it all right and then i don't know which one of us said well can we go to i can't whatever he mentioned yeah right and we being the arrogant americans that we were are were are don't know we offered money and so as johnny had said you know, there's no jobs. There's no like, you know, this guy. Yeah. So, you know, when arrogant Americans say we'll pay you probably a whole day's worth to him of his fare, which is not much money for us because the American dollar went so far. He reluctantly agreed. How could he say no? We put him in such a terrible right. position. And I didn't think we I can't speak for Johnny and Sherry. I know I didn't think anything of it. Right. However. He was so nervous. That was the first time I ever saw a grown man shake, white knuckle. His, I was in the front, and his ears got really red. And he's like, oh, boy, I'm not in the right neighborhood. I just have to tell you. And he's like, see that guy? He just noticed us. See that guy? And we're like, huh, who, huh. Right. Like, yeah. we didn't think anything of it until we were, like, really in the th I didn't think anything of it until I was, we were really in the thick of, we're in a place where this man doesn't feel comfortable. Right. And I think it came over me like a punch. Like right. it was just a sudden like, what the fuck? Who are we? Who do we think we are? And this guy was so scared. We put him in that position and I felt terrible and we we quickly i remember saying like we don't have to do this anymore we'll still pay you like we don't have to go and he wanted to stick to his word right it was it was awkward yeah and i mm. felt i've never felt so shitty and it feels like donna's still working through it yeah. yeah still working through that yeah and you know it's as i was thinking about it like so this guy, he was a, he was a Protestant cabbie, mm -hmm. right? So we got in, and he took us to the Shank Hill first, which is the Protestant area. And it's so topical when you think about, in this country, all the discussion of walls. Northern Ireland, Belfast, is filled with what they call peace walls, as in P-E-A-C-E, -E, dividing neighborhoods between Catholic and Protestant. And so the Shank Hill was the Protestant area, and he was fine. 
he was comfortable and drove us around. Sherry's hopping out to take pictures. Yeah. The mur- and now the murals are of, you know, fighters. Right. right? They're, right. They're, they're freedom fighters to their own people. They're mm-hmm. terrorists in the eyes of the other right. side. Right. So you've got all these, you know, black mask clad murals with, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Kalashnikov rifles and whatever fighting for their cause. And like you said, he was fine. And then he goes to the Falls Road, which yeah. is the Catholic side. And and I remember I'm sitting in the back and I saw his the whole back of his head because he was kind of like myself. Yeah. Follically challenged. <laughs> he was like bright puce red. Mm-hmm. And and so where I where I kind of differ from you in that is I think to us we were kids. And even though intellectually we knew we knew that there was conflict and we knew that there was yeah. this strife. I don't think we no. knew it in our no. DNA. So as as far as we're concerned, we are kids, we're tourists, we've given the guy money to take us here and he said yes. And hmm. but once we get into the Falls Road, now he's anxious. And I remember he he said we've been spotted. Yes. And what that means is that because of all the reprisal killings, right. if someone from the other side is caught, we, we might have been okay. I don't think they would randomly just shoot at the car. But we might have had cars speed out and block him front to back, drag him from the car, and he would be taken away and killed. Um, and That's that was crazy. the reality, and he knew that. Like, we didn't quite get it. Yeah. Right. And he sped through. He did. We drove, didn't we drive into Milltown Cemetery yeah. and he had to speed yeah. through? Yeah. Like, and these are narrow little streets, but he was doing, you know, 45, 50 miles an hour with us realizing, oh shit, we're in, we're all in a really dangerous spot. Right. You know, and we got, we got through, obviously, but. Like for me, that was the first time in my life that it became truly real. Agreed. Yeah. Me too. I think that's with anything. You don't know what somebody goes through unless you experience it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. Well, I'm glad you guys made it through and we're here like yeah. 35 years <laughs> later <laughs> or 30 some 31 years later yeah. to tell that story. Yeah. And it's like the way that you guys hold on to it is really something because we often talk about how we can't change the past. We can't change that we make decisions and you have to meet yourself. What what, what I'm hearing Johnny say is you yeah. have to meet yourself where you're at. You're a teenager. You know, it's right. not in your DNA to really think outside yourself. It's not natural to do that. And, you know, but it, in hindsight, it ended up being okay. And you never, you're not going to make, put somebody in that situation again. Yes. And I think, do you think that True. that triggered your political interests? Uh, because you're very, you know, we don't talk about politics. On I, think po- I was always very politically aware. And actually that trip, I even got even more. I can imagine political because there was a girl who lived with your brother. Yeah. And at the time, abortion was still illegal there. Right. And I when I came home, I made contact with somebody and we I sent information. I mean, I certainly hope the statute of limitations is is, is over sure. now. But I sent information over there that would have landed me in jail. Right. Um and her in jail. Uh it was uh like there was like a underground at home right. situation. Yeah, yeah. And so 
she knew that I was very politically uh, involved right. in that. And so I was involved in that. Your mother, Johnny's mother, was a big influence, a feminist influence. Nice. Like yeah. She gave me like 10 books to read. <laughs> you know, her, his mother was one of the original women in black. Oh, wow. Do you know about yeah. that? Talk about that. That's right. You know, I, I, I don't remember <laughs> that. I just remember mom. Um, the peaceful protests. Yeah, she yeah. was she was protesting from my earliest memories. Like, I remember uh, there was talk of Britain had, like, a nuclear power plant uh, in England. Mm -hmm. um, it was called, um, I think, Sellafield. So there was talk of building one in Ireland. So my mom was protesting in her poncho and me my brother my two sisters all of us in the back of the family car dad dropped my mom at the protest with <laughs> all of us as kids i don't know what we did yeah <laughs> um but she was always very committed to just peace anti-nuclear and and kind of going back to northern ireland like mom mom joined an organization called cooperation north and this would have been in the late 80s and 90s. And it was dedicated to bringing about peace between North and South through the women, mm -hmm. um, the mothers, the sisters, the daughters of these combatants. And my sister ended up working for them also. So they had offices in Belfast, offices in Dublin. And like when we were there, it was the first time in my life I felt that kind of nationalist, indignant, yeah. You know, just on behalf of, you know, the Irish people, like, you know, our country had been divided. There were arrogant teenage zit faced English soldiers being rude, pointing their guns. You know, it was just, yeah. you know, they, they behaved like an occupying army, which they were. And so, you know, I'd never been, uh, you know, pro IRA or anything like that. But for the first time in my life, I felt like, you know, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You're in my country. Right. And right. So years later than my sister, uh, and I don't remember the exact details, but I was living here at the time and we had a baby. And my sister was uh, abducted in Belfast. Oh, my God. Because somebody, they breached security, and someone called for a cab to take her from the Belfast office to Belfast train station, and they used her name, mm. Mary. Mm. And Mary is, you know, Catholic connotations. I don't know if they used her last name, but she hopped into this cab without thinking and then realized there were two men in the cab. And they had. I'm not going uh, to Ohio. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> are. Yes, you are. Yes, you yes, are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said I got really scared. No, this is all That's good. That's good. It's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have to know about this. We yeah. have yeah. to know about this. But but it just gives you like she. They had duct tape. Uh, they were calling her a Catholic bitch. Yeah. Uh, cursing at her, and so they ran into a British Army patrol, and they kind of threw her out of the cab, and <laughs> she was. You know, and I she found out about that devastated. while I was here. Yeah. So she could never go back to Belfast. Um, but it was just like, again, it was one of those searing experiences that makes it real. It hits home. It does. It, it hits hit home. home. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, home. like, imagine if my sister had been murdered mm. and you put yourself in the shoes of the people living there. And, you know, my dad was someone's dad is killed. 
what do you do? You know, next thing you know, you're going out there to get your vengeance. Right. And, right. and Ireland is nothing if not tribal <laughs> and right. clan, yeah. clannish. <laughs> right. And, you know, and that's where the cycle just goes on and, and on and on. So it's, you know, and again, like I said, when I was kind of thinking about this, I was thinking all about the history and, you know, that's part of my degree is in history. My college professor was Mary Cullen. Her son was arrested. He was in the IRA. So it was like all through the fabric. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was the first time in my life I'd ever been in Northern Ireland was mm -hmm. when you came. Yeah. And and again, it's like, you know, taking a vacation in Mogadishu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicaragua. You think of any yeah. place that's completely dangerous. Right. And decide to go sightseeing. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> Let's go drink with the locals. <laughs> we did make the best of it. It was. And I think people were, the, you know, in the civilians were so happy to host us. Yeah, they And they there were, were other people. There were other right. people who, like, had relatives there. Right. And it was like there was shopping. There were restaurants. There was regular life going on. Yeah. But you when you decide, to go experiences. but when you decide yeah. you that to. you want to tour, um, based on people's trauma, yeah, and death, um, you ha I think you have to know who you are and why you're there, and the big picture. Which yeah. we, I had none of those three things. I don't think you're. But we, I, I don't think it young. went. In, I don't think it went in vain. I'm glad. No, that no, happened it didn't. To you, you know what I'm saying? It is. It's I, an experience. I'm so glad we survived. That. And I will say, I remember watching the news in the Airbnb, not Airbnb, the B and B, the next morning, and there was a car bomb where those taxis were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you remember taking the bus into the city center. They had big gates at all the ingress and egress points. And RUC, Royal Ulster Constabulary, the police would get on the bus. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if they had dogs, but they're getting on, searching, looking for you know paramilitaries or bombs or whatever, because the IRA had bombed the city center so relentlessly. Um, and even I was thinking like early in 89. So we went in December yeah. of 89. I think in March or April of 89, uh, there was a, a lawyer who was, he defended Protestant and Catholic. Uh, I think his name was Finucan. Mm. And he was murdered in his home at his kitchen table with his wife and three children. Oh my and God. They, you know, and he wasn't affiliated. Like he defended either side. Right. Um, but they shot him uh, in front of the wife and kids. Ugh. And so all of this was like when we were there. When we were there. Yeah. It was definitely um, a pivotal moment in, uh, like you say, the fabric of who I became. Yeah, yeah I think that the, you're definitely. sharing it for a reason. That, yeah. You know, this makes you who you are. And so I'm just yeah. going to turn this around here because yeah. I'm getting depressed. No, we're going to yeah. take a break. I'm yeah. so happy that no. you shared the story, but I'm <laughs> just like... My face is We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about fun travel stories for yes. you. Because we have fun, fun travel, travel stories. Fun travel stories. I, say that I, oh, I, I got some good ones. Yeah, yes. that's yeah, why. <laughs> we can turn it around. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay.
It's on. We're yeah, back. It's on. it's on. It has the recording thing on it. During going. the break, we had a good break where Johnny talked about, he talked his, about love his love story with Sherry. Story. Married Aww. 31 years. Serendipity. We'll have, we'll have Sherry come back on the podcast and we'll talk and give people yeah. hope about love at first sight. Because if you had asked me, I don't know, when people ask me if I believe in love at first sight, because of you guys, I do. Because you really are... A couple that's love at first sight, and you've still been, you're still together, and, and you still, still find strong. her smitten talking about you're her, still, smitten yeah. still glowy. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, he, yeah, his '80s music is behind you. <laughs> She's something. Yeah, <laughs> you're something too, Johnny. You're something too. Well, I appreciate you're something that. Too. So we want to, um, you wanted to talk about the Good Friday, uh, peace accord. Yeah, just really yeah. quickly, and it goes back to, like, um, I think it was Senator Mitchell and Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about now? It's this is Northern Ireland. Okay, all right, Take I'm a just breath. We're going to bring yeah. it full circle. Okay, go and ahead. to be, you know, and well, peace. Okay, good. So basically, they they cut a deal. I, I don't remember the exact year, maybe 94 or uh, 95, but literally peace in Northern Ireland. There's been no reconciliation, you know, between... Uh, or like a commission to figure out who did what and to right. reconcile, but they, you know, ceased hostilities, and that's been the case now for twenty years. Okay. So the hard border between north and south is gone. Okay. Um, you know, people travel freely back and forth. That's um, great. Yeah. So that's it's great. You know, and it's not all peaches and cream. There's still a lot of tensions, a lot it's of issues. It's kind of like Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they <laughs> still don't like each other that much. Right. But there's no kind of open warfare. Right. Right. So. That is good. Yeah. That is hope. Thank you for bringing exactly. that around. <laughs> there we go. There we well, go. there's a reason because we don't talk like I don't talk about Paul. I don't like talking about Paul. Not that I, I avoid it. Not that cause yeah. I, I do my own stuff, but I yeah. just don't like to discuss it because it is just so sad because a lot of the reason why we're so politically we have so many political issues in mind is because of religion. Yes. So I'm a minister and I like, you know, and I believe in God and it, that in tune is like a, a big controversy. So I said, you know what? As like everybody has their way of living. I just don't need to talk about it. And here I am right. having a podcast and I do all this spiritual work, but I think it's just a different way of getting there. And so when I think about politics, how sad it is from how many lifetimes and hundred million years ago of ever, it's all it stems from. Yeah. It always intertwines, and it makes no sense to me. It's so sad how destructive it is. So that's why we don't talk about. Well, I don't like to. Yeah, yeah. Like, that when we decided we were going to do the sisters are in. Yeah. We said, listen, Don, we can't go there. I'm not going on politics, and I don't want to talk about religion. But we're a spiritual podcast. I'm like, but we can talk about spirituality all day long. It has yeah. nothing to do with definitions. It has to do with energy, love, and light, or dark death done you know yeah so yeah. we can handle that right. i can handle satan i just can't handle other stuff you know so i think that with you coming on and i we were going to talk about travel and hearing about what you had experienced i think it's so important to talk about it because sometimes we lose perspective when we're not in it that the world is bigger than where we are yeah. And we tend to forget that. We tend to forget the world is a lot bigger than the table. Right. And that we need to extend ourselves out. And I think that's the discussion. I always tell people when yeah. they have teenagers who haven't found themselves and they don't know what they want to do yeah. before they go to college, take a year off and travel. And right. you don't have to go abroad. Right. 
You right. Can, no, there's no, a right. lot Not of any, things to see right yeah. here in these here United States yeah. Yeah. that will open your mind. And by opening your mind, it just means that gives you perspective right. about what are your two feet and where are your two feet right. standing. And if you don't get outside, you're, you'll never have that. Right. It's so true. So just do the mi- I mean, Henry Rollins says do the miles. Just right. do the miles. Right. Amen. So I think that that's what is so great about me, like with going back to what our mission, what, what our just what we were going to do this year to do better for better ourselves. Why do, what did we decide? What did we decide to do? I forgot. We were we, just challenging ourselves. Challenging like, ourselves yeah. like, what are you going to do to make yourself just get out there? And for Donna, it was, I think, internal travel. Yeah. Was, external uh, travel. Yeah. 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 You to write and me to get yeah. out there and see, not that I haven't seen places, not that I haven't been places, but being alone, I think, stems from me not being alone. I've never really been alone because uh, I have a big family to yeah. travel. But the times I did have to travel were so traumatic and not because of anything happening to me, but what I had to travel for. Right. And so it's like, what do I want to do with that bullshit? I love my house. I love hanging out. I love, you know, meditating and going astral planning somewhere and hanging out. It's yeah. so peaceful. But I realize that's just not the best way to stay. And I don't want to get older and become antisocial because yeah. that can happen. Yeah. So doing these little trips compared to what you guys did, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not so much. But for me, it's like, you know what? It's important. It's important well, to keep think experiencing. Think about it. Like every journey starts small. Yeah. Right. And you literally <coughs> you, you change your boundaries, you broaden your horizons right. and you encounter people completely different than your than yourself right whether that's culturally language um you know whatever it may be and and it's almost like you you get the bug yeah you you make the first few steps and you know cincinnati will be outstanding it's yeah and i've been to cincinnati yeah and i've been to i've been to vegas several times i've been to aruba i've been to place california i've been there but i think that uh, I think the difference is I'm not the same person as I was. Yeah. So my perspective has completely changed with being more of an observer of other people and how they are and enjoying that than going in um, as somebody in, in where I was standing how many years ago. Yeah. I think, you know, when you're a different person, you have different experiences, well, different perspective. And even with, you know, with children, the advent of your kids and your grandchild. Oh gosh! Like yeah. the the pull and the magnet of home is really really strong. It is very strong. Yeah. So I have to leave it for two days, and I'm like, I that's know. all I'm talking about. Forget everything else. I'm like, I'm going to be away for two days. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to see him. And what if something? You know, it's it's so true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. I've never had a happy. Um, I can't say I've never had a happy home because I felt like I had a happy childhood at some point. But uh, my adult life, I've never had a happy home, but now. Yeah. So, you know, it's been like, I would say, three, four years of happiness. And uh, I don't want anything to happen to me. Yeah. That's that's a serious thought pattern of putting yourself out there is the fear based thinking. We talk about fear based thinking a lot is that why we don't move forward is is based on an illusion of what could happen. Right. And so although I'm so conscious of talking about it and I also understand it and I help others through it for myself, it's like I don't want to put myself in any situation where I'm going to lose out on finally being at like, you know, those dad used to tell this story that used to cry. It's not funny, but he cracks me up. You know how inappropriate he is. 
He'd say, I had a man, I had a friend, okay? And he jogged every day because all he thought about was health. And he was just so afraid he was going to die. And then after he tells me the story, he got hit by a bus the next day. (laughs) 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 And I'm just like, great, Dad. He's like, the point is is that... It's a funny story, (laughs) you know? The guy's dead. That's not funny. I don't know who it is, but it's kind of funny. Happened a long time ago. He said, and he'd say it just like that. And he got hit by a bus the next day after he told me he was working out, going to the gym. And he was coming home and taking us out for ice cream and watching and taking us to the movies. Yeah. So it's really like you can't live like it's your last day. You got to live like you're living forever, as dad would say. Yeah. And so this mindset, this change that I've had um, with having happiness and peace and understanding with myself, it's time, as Don and I were talking about, now it's time to extend it out. Let go of that. You're still going to have it. Don't let it hold you back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I w- agree 100%. And I, I think of my own kids, right? They're mm-hmm. Irish-American. Um, and they've traveled. Like, my mom made it possible for me. Because, you know, I worked four jobs. Typical immigrant. Worked like a dog. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Because, remember, we had 20% unemployment. So <laughs> right. But I, we, mom would facilitate me bringing the kids home. So they've grown up as travelers, and now they travel all the time on their own. Right. They brought all their friends to Ireland. Oh, that's That's fun. so great. Their, their friends are now traveling to Ireland without them mm. and still going to visit <laughs> my family. How great is that? Like that's it, so it's great. It's crazy. That's awesome. And these, these young people who've never traveled outside of this Hudson Valley community yeah. right. are now in London. They're in Dublin. Yes. I am hearing talk. Like one of them, they traipsed around Europe a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's, it's this infectious thing that, um, you know, and I think they're better for it. They come back and they see, wow, everyone is kind of different. Right. You know, the societies are different. Um, and it just it, it broadens those horizons. So you look at it uh, that that will get passed on to their kids. And right. You've got all this. And I think at the end of the day, it comes back to, like, we talked about people being separated by religion. Right, right. Class, race, whatever yeah. it is. The more people are exposed to different people, mm-hmm. they come back and they're like, you know, well, why the hell am I right. separate from these right. other people? <laughs> we have more in common with each yeah. other than we don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what people, yeah, don't. Don't realize. Mm-hmm. Can I, I got to get out of your own way. Everybody's got to get out of their own way. That's right. So That's I'm really right. excited. So, um, yeah, because my goal is like, you know, I'd like to go with Henry to the city and not mm-hmm. be afraid. You know, I yeah. want to go to shows. I want to do stuff. And I don't want to be held back because of fear-based thinking of past stuff that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Right. Yeah, and I think you, you, have to, you have to approach it with optimism that it is going to be a great day. It's going to be know. a great day. That's, that's the best the part th- of Johnny. That's it. That's the best part of Johnny. <laughs> I have to five, say, yes. You always have that attitude. Yes. You've always had that attitude. Yes. You always laugh through whatever. Yeah. You've always had a great sense of. Optimism. I think that's why you were with us because yeah. we laugh through stuff. We have been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> we laugh a lot. He knows. Yeah. He's privy yeah. Too. <laughs> we laugh He's a lot. Privy too. Yeah. We laugh a lot. But I think like we. we you know, we've got a good sense of humor. Yes. But you just, we literally approach life that, you know, something, that there's tremendous opportunity and just the friendships. Yeah. Like, it, you know, when you think, like, how'd you end up friends with some, you know, skinny Irish guy with yeah. a funny haircut? Yeah. 
It was serendipity, just it's serendipity. But it was just like it blew my mind because I didn't know anything. Sherry just told me she had found an apartment. I'm like, could have been a crazy lady. You could have been dead. Yeah. Uh You guys, you went through all that where you were from, and then come to America and have a crazy lady. Yeah, and, and live like you live know, like right <laughs> in the city of Poughkeepsie. It was, but it was fantastic. Yeah, and again, everything that kind of springs from that. Yeah, like our lives are so much richer for just having known each other, and you know, agreed, Chris, and yeah, yeah, like it's it, it's just been great. And like you said, we go, we might go months. Yeah, and we're just right. you know living our lives, doing our thing, and then yeah. we kind of someone gets off their duff and figures out, wait a minute, I haven't seen him in like <laughs> yeah, six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hang out. It's yeah. so great. It's so great. And um, I had a dream the other night, and then we're going to go back to the dream. It has to do with you and, and dad, is that um, dad, we were at my old house. The dream was that we were at the old house in Smithtown Road, and I talk about this all the time. And it was Donna, myself, and Henry was fixing wires and Sophie. And Donna just told me that you were going to be coming on the podcast and mom was there and mom didn't say anything mom was just looking at us how she normally does and dad and i were laughing we just were laughing hysterical and we were teasing donna and we were talking about drinking milk or something and i said donna why can't you drink milk and she's like it makes me you know it makes me puke a little bit and i'm like dad and dad makes me puke a little and dad was like oh it makes me fart and then he was farting and he was laughing and we were both laughing and then i said well what are we going to name this podcast and he says don is an alcoholic and, and we and it was making donna mad and we were laughing so hard and i just remember like you know what brought us together of this you know the positivity was dad you know and how much dad um you know would have loved this and then you played golf with dad and yeah. i know that you know i I don't know if I can say I appreciate it, but we all appreciate that he appreciated it so much, the time that he was with you and how much you love us as a family. Yeah. And you do grow with people as family. You are family. You know, yeah, you are sure. family yeah. oh, because sure. I haven't seen you in such a long time, but it feels like like I'm 15 and we're <laughs> I'm just hanging out wherever you guys are going. I'm in the car and it's just uh, I'll go wherever you guys are going, clubbing or whatever. And I was just hanging out and it was like the best time of my life. Um, hanging out with you guys as a kid and that yeah. kind of shaped me of how who how I am as I like to dance anywhere and just whatever and experience those things so I kind of um surprised myself how I hold back on certain things that I would have probably not because as a kid I would do anything yeah I don't remember ever holding back anything and um I think it was because of the trauma I had in between that kind of pulled it back. And I'd like to go back there, not live in that time, but just I think the dream was a reminder mm-hmm. that um, experiences, uh, negative experience, traumatic experience happened, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And so remember the people who support you and, under, and know you from however old you are. And are going to love you and so that you can move forward in life and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so when I see you guys together, I like I feel that too. Like she had an experience and she brought you on here to say, I don't, I still feel yucky about it, but I want to talk about it. Yeah. And that you weren't alone. I think it was a healing opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think so? I don't know yeah. what I was rambling on about. I don't know. But it was good, I think. I don't I know. I was just, try as Johnny was, uh, as you were talking, I was just kind of staring at you and he was talking about filling in the gaps and um, I'm just like trying to fill in the gaps from that month where I learned how to drink 
Because <laughs> to keep up, to keep up with two, to keep up with two brothers. That's what that yeah, is. Well, that's, that's, this I country to, was the Puritan nonsense. That's why. Like we're what were we nineteen yeah. twenty? But yeah, you couldn't. couldn't I literally drink. had to go to Grand Union on Main yeah. Street to get beer because they didn't care that yeah. I was underage. Yeah, Grand they loved. Union on Main yeah. yeah, they loved his accent. There. They loved his accent. Yeah. That was fantastic. His was... Irish accent. Let me tell you, he was he was a cute blonde <laughs> with an Irish accent. It was like a get out of jail you ha- free you card, card all everywhere. over the place. I'd be like, here's my cousin Johnny. And he just opened his mouth. We drank for free. We got free stuff. They loved. Oh my God! <laughs> they enough, ate yeah. him up. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. And yeah. Sherry Sherry used to be like my um, whisperer, because you know when I first came over, yeah. my accent was yes, much stronger. Yes, I remember that. And my like expressions and sayings yes. were still very Irish. And yes. I would be speaking, and my peripheral vision, I'd see someone mouthing to Sherry. What, what does he say? <laughs> <laughs> and Sherry would be like, oh, well, when he says a fortnight, yeah. he means two weeks. <laughs> and then they're like, why doesn't he just say that? I remember when you we were outside, we were in the city of Poughkeepsie, like in the hood, and he was like, that's some good crack. I was like, no. No, don't say that. Don't say that. That's, no, no don't that. say that. Don't yes. say good crack. I was, I which was, means good fun. I remember, I remember when I first met you, I was sitting on the floor of the apartment. I don't know what I was doing. Probably watching MTV on black and white TV. And Philip, you and Philip came. Now I'm 15 years old, so of course I was looking at Philip. Yeah. Philip? <laughs> I am... I'm Donna's yeah. sister, and Donna's like, she's 15, you know? And um, I remember you talking, and, and I remember as we started hanging out, or I was just in the background, that I wouldn't know what you were saying, but I kind of understood what you were saying. <laughs> and then I would translate for other people. I was like a translator. Yeah. I mean, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't mean that. No, yeah. it's, it's okay. You it's got a, the gist of it. You got the yeah. gist yeah. of it. It was like a language. And then I was like, I got this. Right. And I remember that. Then it was so much fun. When I was in Ireland, um, they, I remember we were in the neighborhood pub and one of the regulars was like, you last stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Johnny said, just call her Donna Vertoramigan. <laughs> and they called me that like all week. <laughs> Donna, Donna Vertoramigan. <laughs> and I drank a lot for free. And the, uh, the thing that <laughs> sticks so with funny. me is that when we would go to Dublin and I didn't know how the bus thing worked, I never paid for the bus because I wouldn't yeah. make eye contact with the conductor and he didn't have the balls to ask me. I was like, oh, this is easy. It was so New York of me. Because you look very confident as if, yeah. of course I paid. Of Don't cor- offend yes. my sensibilities <laughs> yes. by asking to see a ticket, you charlatan. I know. <laughs> that was like a game. But I, I think awesome. for me, the most enduring mystery of that month is um how we lost your shoes i lost my shoes i don't did we lose both or just the one uh, no i had no shoes and i was barefoot it was new year's eve and me and you and your friend yeah brendan we were out drinking and i remember you carrying me piggyback piggyback home yeah i had no shoes and I think my socks were in the street. We saw it a couple days later. Yes. I have no idea. Yeah, they were sodden. Like, did, maybe did somebody puke on them? I no, don't know. We, we could hold our liquor. I, like, yeah, we it wasn't pukers. us. It wasn't no. us. No. So is this my dream? Don is an alcoholic. Okay, thanks, <laughs> no, Dad. That's what I was saying. So no. <laughs> okay. 
We not have. At all. I wanted to before we start going out. We have to read. We got something from yeah. a listener. No, I wanted to hear before we took a break. Johnny said he had some doozer fun travel stories. Oh, was, okay. So, um, what what came to mind when we were talking about that? Well, I'll tell you. Um, so I, I had mentioned I was a really good high school student, right? Yeah. Worked hard, did well, and did my leaving cert, which is our big state exam before you get into college. And it's, you know, if you don't do well, you don't get into college. So I had done well, passed it. I worked for the summer. And then my treat to myself was to go to Spain with my friend Shane O'Brien. <laughs> so Shane and I, we shagged off to Spain, right? He had gotten a line on some apartment hotel. We rented the place. He was in charge. So we got there. It was fantastic. Um, it was a blur of partying, drinking. Um, you know, this was pre-Sherry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was just loving it. Shane wasn't quite as outgoing as I was. So Shane would retire back to our apartment early, most nights. And... Um, you know, I had met different people, uh-huh. having a good time. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of times I forgot to give him the keys and I had gone off oh. with <laughs> some girl. <laughs> and I found him sleeping in the vestibule of the <laughs> apartment when I got home in the morning. So nice, it was just, real yeah, nice. So, you know, typical guy stuff. Um, so on the morning we were to leave, uh, you know, we slept, had a great time, enjoyed our last day, got to the airport at you know four o'clock only to discover our flight had left at uh, 6 a.m oh. so we missed the flight and <laughs> um, we weren't particularly aware of like 24 hour clock type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and when we saw that it was zero six we uh. assumed 6 p.m so anyway we show up at the airport uh barcelona and there was an airport strike Oh, Oh. my God. So now the airport had completely shut down. uh, And there is myself, Shane, one other guy. And he was a U.S. Marine who had survived the the Beirut bombing, the barracks. Uh, He was terrifying. So we were stuck with him for about 12 hours. Oh, my God. All we had was sangria that we had... (laughs) That we had bought to bring back as like a gift for our family. So naturally, we drank it. Naturally. And now we don't speak a single word of Spanish except maybe like cerveza. Yeah, of course. So we're stuck and we don't know what to do. Um, finally, uh, the next day, so we'd been at the airport now for about 20 hours, maybe 22 hours, uh, sleeping on the floor. And um, finally, we managed to find a pay phone and we'd been trying to call forever. But there was no, it, it, it was busy, a busy mm-hmm. signal. And I'd hang up and I'd dial again, busy. Bu- well, apparently in Spain, the busy signal is the actual phone Ringing. signal. Yeah. So anyway, we've oh. lear- we <laughs> learned <laughs> that. My face is, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's odd. You can right. see our confusion. Yeah. So we managed to get ourselves onto a flight uh, to Birmingham in England. Um, we got to Birmingham. We had to take a bus to Manchester, take a train then to London. Then take another train from London to uh, Wales. I think it was Hollyhead, maybe. And we caught we caught the ferry back to Ireland. And we had our last one pound. Uh-huh. So we got like a horrible anemic sandwich, which we uh, split between us. Oh God. Um, it, we were horribly seasick. 
arrived in Ireland, no money to, to make phone calls, no money for food, no nothing. <laughs> so our wonderful trip, uh, it, it was just like everything that could go wrong right at the end did. Right. But then finally we, we staggered up a hill to a hotel. I threw myself at the mercy of the <laughs> hotel manager. <laughs> I'm like, I've been traveling for 30 hours or oh. 34 hours. I'm sick. I'm hungry. I'm tired. And I said, can we please call my dad? And so I called my dad. Dad sorted whatever out. Right. The guy took us in the restaurant. Oh, nice. <laughs> dad came together. Dad. Here's dad. So it was just, it was one of those classic, you know, young men. We weren't thinking about anything except having fun we weren't paying attention to itineraries we didn't budget <laughs> our money like everything was loosey-goosey but it was one of the best trips of my life sure yeah. and you know you, you never forget that yeah no and just when i see shane it. we still talk about it right <laughs> yeah and he does mention that he he didn't appreciate <laughs> sleeping in the doorway of the hotel. But you forgot the king. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you know. That is true. Sometimes the best times we ever had was when the lights went out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the family. And remember yeah. that. It doesn't have to look the way we think it should. Just go with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's so, so great. Yeah. I'm so glad you joined us today. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Oh, it's so fun. So fantastic. So Donna, usually like end this, but you look like you're about to fall. Asleep. I don't like. I don't know what's happening. No, I'm happened. good. I've, I told you I've been fighting this migraine. She's you're fighting something. Um, we have to. I just think it's really cool that um, it's listeners that have spurred you to, like, you're traveling because of our yeah. listeners. I yeah. mean, I, Nancy's a good friend, so you have a place to stay. But you're actually going out there, and you're going to meet listeners of the podcast. Yeah, so I exciting. am. I, I and am. And then my challenge of writing, I was gifted by a listener the writing course that I'm, try I'm trying to get through. Yeah. So um, it's a real We're community so that amazing. we have built here. I know. It's really cool, Johnny. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Johnny's, Johnny's the kind of guy like, what's a, po a podcast? What do you do? What? And they listen to it. Are you listening to it? We were like, yeah. because, <laughs> well, I have to tell you, this, this is a great goes around. My my f our extended family doesn't listen to us because they can't stand our mouths. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck do I want to listen to you? I listen to your yeah. mouth all the time, you know? So my Uncle James, <clears throat> who doesn't listen to the podcast, so we could talk about him all day long. Yeah. So, uh, but maybe not because apparently our podcast is doing so well that we're on a random, like it, it'll just, it'll, what is that when it just feeds? I him? don't know. He, okay. Yeah. So it kind of like is, uh, if you're on iTunes, it'll just offer if, itself yeah we're offered oh. up it's like we're offered up is that like ai artificial <laughs> intelligence it's like that it's, it's just like right that. just like that johnny like yeah cool stuff cool yeah stuff. Suggest right yeah exactly you're cool yeah you should, you, really you hear should this. Really, yes. maybe you need to listen to your <laughs> yes. to your people yeah here we are yes yeah. we're your people yeah. so i guess apparently my <laughs> we can hear nico in the background so my uncle walked into his house and he had the Bluetooth on on his phone. It goes directly to his speakers that are downstairs in the basement. So he walks in. He doesn't realize that he had his phone on and it was still on Bluetooth. So he texts me he's, and he couldn't believe the story. All of a sudden he walks in and he hears, hi, this, hi, Don, <laughs> hi, Kat. And he goes, Donna, Kat, what <laughs> yeah. happened? Why he are you here? We're in the house. <laughs> he thinks we're in the house. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, he's like screaming, like, you gotta be fucking, he curses a lot. What the fuck's going on? And so he, he's laughing, he can't find us. He cannot find us. He's, he's going around the house <laughs> and we're just talking and he thinks we're in the house. 
And so he looks at his phone. He says, the sister's not. He goes, you got to be shitting me. He yeah. goes, I don't listen to this shit. And he turns yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. And he calls me and he's like, you're not going to believe what oh, yeah. happened. He goes, apparently, I think your dad wants me to, you know, catch up yeah. and see what's going on. So yeah. we ended up somebody asked him. Renee if she listens our sister Renee if she listens to the podcast she's like I listen to them enough (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to listen Chris doesn't listen Chris has been listening I have to be careful now I think he listens to find he's listening now Chris (laughs) well he'll listen because Johnny's on yeah so he listened just so we know what we're talking about yeah Yeah. 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 Did you did you tell her that we are trivia champions, by the way? I did not. You didn't mention I did not. You know, speaking of your optimism, we walked we had dinner not too long ago, the four of us, and we wanted to have a post dinner drink, so we went to a local brewery and lo and behold, there was some crazy Jeopardy buzzing trivia happening. And you guys that were like, I'm in. Johnny and Chris Orlando took it so fucking seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Game and face on. Game <laughs> face on. And the, all the regulars were there. Oh, and we you pissed beat, them off. We beat the regulars. And they were not having it. Good until, for you. Until Johnny, of course, Johnny and Chris decided to gift the free beer prize to the regular that was most See, you're smart you're very that's why he you is, want, you're he very is ever yeah. diplomatic this well, johnny I, I feel i'm trying to remember if it was sherry if i was like trying to jones and hang on to them for our next visit maybe sherry said don't be a cheap bastard give him <laughs> give him the beer yeah but it was just epic and was chris epic. was so aggressive in the box he was you know what he you wouldn't think that he was not happy he it. doesn't like, like to play games he won't play games like board games and stuff he was not into it but he opened for like you know double jeopardy oh. Oh five thousand points. Was five thousand points. Like, you know, people are freaking out, and then he gets it right. <laughs> and you know what? You know what he got? He got that like the whole bar was like, "Whoa!" What did he get? I love it. It was I'm... a trivia. It was like what TV show takes place in blah blah California? Oh, and Chris was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah, bam. <laughs> Well, that's his expertise. His expertise. That's yeah. his expertise yeah. in Hanna Barbera and girl TV shows. That is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Hello Kitty. And so Hello anyway, City. just yeah. wanted yeah. to make sure you knew you were in the yeah. Oh, thank you. Trivia. I, I see that. I see that. I'm. A, I, I'm also reminded often that I am. We can a, never go back. We can't afford to no, lose the title. Not going back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was like when my dad would play a game. If he won, he was. Um, uh, champion of the universe, yes. but if we won, we were champion of Smithtown Road, <laughs> and like, and then he he wouldn't want a rematch because he's like, I'm the champion of the universe. Yeah. Why would Why I would risk I want my that's title? Right. That's right. Why is yeah. Elvis again? has left the building. Right. So we were talking about listeners, yes. and we had we have a, a question. question from do, a listener. Do you want to just keep promised. going? Yeah, let's just let's keep just going. keep going. Okay. So, so um, I just want to say out loud. Sometimes Sophie, is he okay? Because he's like screaming. Can we just okay. Okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. Okay, so this is from Barbara again. Barbara. Barbara, Barbara is so active. Barbara. Barbara from one day at a time. Yes, Barbara. Hi, from Barbara. Yeah. Hi, Barbara. Yes, okay. and Johnny's here too to help. So I was offered a job that is very close to my home. However, when I went into the interview, I did not like the facility. I told them I needed some time to weigh out the pros and cons. But there are more cons than pros. How do I know if I'm making the right decision? And how do I tell the company my decision? Help a sister out. So don't forget that Barbara's shy. Don't forget not everybody's I like know, us. Kathy's, ready. Kathy's prepping me because I think this is pretty. Because <laughs> I think this is pretty. Because is like dry. you're gonna go in and say obviously you're not gonna teach. I'm telling the fuck off. But okay. right. So like 
So how do you weigh out the pros and the cons? Like, you know, sometimes the con, even though the cons outweigh the pros, it's a great way to, to make a decision. So I just, I just think, I don't know if you agree, that obviously it's a no-brainer. If there's more so cons. No go. No go. No, no go. go. It might be closer, but you're going to be miserable. Here's the other thing is that um, it sounds to me like she might be the type of person that wants everybody to like her. Mm. And... Uh, or doesn't want to disappoint people. Doesn't want to disappoint I don't think people. it's about That's liking. What I mean. I, yeah, I don't know, think like, anybody likes it, but I think wants she doesn't want to disappoint. a positive disappoint. experience with every single person she encounters, which I think is a curse, and I'm so sorry. Yes. Because life on the other side, when you don't give a shit what other people think, is wonderful. But, um, you know, even just in writing that, you know, I like to listen to the words that people say. Right. There are more cons than pros. Done. Didn't like the facility. There were no. She gave us zero pros. By right, the way, right, no mm-hmm. pros. Except yeah. it was close to home. Right. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, you can drive. You have a good car. Right. You can make it money. You can listen to listen podcasts. podcasts. You can listen to yes. podcasts, mm-hmm. which she loves. Yeah. Plug. And you, you tell them, <laughs> you know, when you break the news like that to people, you use I statements, right? Not you. you the sandwich. Do the sandwich. You do, do the po- sandwich. Do the positive, the negative, and positive. Right. The, the positive wow. is thank you for giving me the I really opportunity. Appreciate. I really appreciate the time you had. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be a good fit for this yeah. job, but I hope you have a good day. Yeah, and you see where it's like perfect, um, right? When I tell when I, note of that. Yeah. <laughs> when I tell volunteers that it's not a good fit, there are people who have great intentions and then there it just doesn't work. I always say I am positive that there is another organization that will benefit from your energy. Right. You give mm-hmm. them another. It's like I'm sure that you're going to find somewhere where it's someone be else. Fantastic. Yeah. It's not. This is just not a good fit in right. its energy. And you know, there is a value to it. it's not. It's not you. It's me. You know yeah. that kind of thing. It's not always just an excuse. Right. Sometimes, Sometimes it really is. It really mm-hmm. is. Right. And there's nothing wrong with telling someone that it's not a good fit. Kathy had to deal with that not too long ago. What is that? Be the Jaguar. Oh, I was I was the Jaguar. You got to be the Jaguar. You, you know, the, I don't know if you're on Patreon. She's on pa- Barbara's on Barbara's Patreon. on Patreon. She's so, well, yeah. So she's well versed by Kathy. Um, we have a we're we're on Patreon, and for five dollars a month. Um, you get a card of the day. And every Monday is an animal card. Animal spirit. Today's the snake. Today's the snake. Um, Anyway, uh, Kathy and I actually walk the walk. Like every time she does this card of the day, we talk about all the cards that come up throughout The the week and how it applies to our own life by going forward in a more positive way, in a more right productive way. And a couple weeks ago we had the Jaguar. Right. And we talked about it a lot because in that particular shamanic animal, uh, it's it's it actually has actions that we don't necessarily practice all the time. I, I'm working on that. Like I, I I'm working on uh, being my most authentic self, and that's what this this has been about. Is that for me to continue the path of mentorship, uh, counseling, and such? You have to, you know, evolve and grow. There's no mastering. You know, there you can. I always say that, but there are like monks that can like get the, the their the, chi the is, wheel. Their chi yeah. is so strong that they can brick. suck a made of brick. like a like a wheel hub. Uh, yeah, you know. But that's like five people out of a kajillion. Right. So so I think ma- saying you're a master at anything is 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 quite ego driven. So I tend to not say I'm a master of things. I am very diverse in a lot of things that are belonging to the spirit. 
but I have to continue work. So when I get these messages of the Jaguar, especially it's about doing actions that are your most authentic self and you do not compromise on that. You don't compromise your because you feel a certain way to not speak your truth. So I was kind of forced. And that's hard for women our age because we were programmed for, yes. early on to be pleasers. Yes. Yeah. And More to, in so order to me. be a pleaser, you're not your authentic self. And Donna uh, learned Jaguar way before <laughs> me. <laughs> I am a bunny rabbit. <laughs> I am a bunny rabbit, so therefore I, I hop away to to not have conflict. Not to say I'm not my authentic self, but I find if it's not worth my energy, if it's not going to be best for my energy, I don't want to get eaten by a jaguar, so I'm going to hop away. Yeah. And, and and the rabbit is about, you know, fear. So I said, so I was faced with the situation, and I looked at Donna, I was like, I'm a rabbit. She's like, no, you're not, you're a jaguar. I said, no. I'm a rabbit. I literally pushed her in traffic. She did. She was like, she was like, I was like, okay, let me think about this. I said, how am I going to move forward in my life if I don't face what I'm feeling? Because I was, I was kind of conflicted, conflicted and confronted for another person. So, uh, I, I said, okay. And Donna made it happen that I had (laughs) to confront and there was no way I could rabbit because I have to be my most authentic self. And I literally spoke my truth at that moment and had a conversation with that person and ended up without being nasty. Without I was being not at all or negative. It you did great. the positive, the negative, the positive. Yep. You did a sandwich. You, it out. Me. you were truthful. It was, and, yeah, it you know. worked out great peace. We had peace. And I think that, um, with this, with Barbara, you have to be your most authentic self. If you walk in somewhere and you don't feel right about it and you don't speak your truth about it, all it's, all it's going to be is another bad relationship in your life. Yeah. Your job is your relationship. It's a relationship. It's something you're tied to, something that you want to be a part of, something that helps you grow, something that makes you feel good or something that provides for you. So you have to think about your job as, yeah. an, as a relationship. Johnny's in the corporate world. He's had to deal with um, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, you know, pros and cons. So many what is times. your advice about when... S- other than it's obvious you should not take the job, but how you go about selling somebody that's not... Yeah, I, to me, it's very simple, right? When yeah. you think about your your work you spend such an enormous amount of your life at this job whatever your job is so to be unhappy in a job is just it's awful you're setting yourself up yeah and it's like you know we can think it's about oh, i need to make this money and if i could only make that money it'll all be great um you know my own personal experience i've had jobs where you know i've been well paid but i hated it with a blinding passion miserable every day you get up and you know you wake up open your eyes and you immediately think oh i'm gonna vomit i gotta go in there again yeah Yeah. so i think you know and and i get it there's economic realities you know i don't know what the person's situation is but all things being equal yeah you have to be happy going in you've got to look forward to to getting in there and doing whatever it is you do right exactly um because other than that it's just you know you're you're, you're settling from yourself and you're yeah. settling i think yeah. like i said i always uh, equivalent with uh equi- was that the right word equivalent that's not the right word equivocate thank you <laughs> that <laughs> don't judge me stop laughing at me so that e-word 
Yeah. Um, relationships and jobs for that reason is like you go into a relationship like me. I don't know, but I don't want to sell. I don't want to be alone. It's yeah. better to be alone for the right reasons than be with somebody for the wrong ones. Correct. So Barbara, it's better to maybe look for something else than go in for the wrong reasons. And you know, just being yeah. close to home isn't enough. You've got to, you got to like wake you up. You certainly and didn't convince us that you wanted it. You didn't convince us. Yeah. Nope. Nor no. me. Oh, Johnny's out. That's Trifecta. it. Trifecta. <laughs> Thank you so much, and thanks for writing in. Again, yeah. thank you for all our listeners. We're so grateful. This was definitely a very interesting conversation, not not something we've had on the podcast, and I love it. I and love we it. covered a lot of the ground. We covered a lot. There's so much more to cover. We'll have Sherry back, and we'll talk about Love at First Sight because your story is fucking adorable. It's so cute. It's worth sharing. It is worth sharing. It's worth Sherry. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Until next time. Uh, high fives. Wait. High five. High five. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, sisters. You're welcome. <laughs> Open up my way.